And I was just uh, delighted. Uh, we had sent him out an invitation and had asked him to come, and he decided, you know, he he always said he would call me and let me know. He said last night he just wanted to surprise me. And uh, that was a wonderful surprise from a, a man of God that loves the kingdom of God and it's all about advancing the kingdom, amen? And so uh, we just need to continue to keep him up and keep all those in prayer who are believing and who are building the kingdom. I mean, no, it's, it, we, we, it, takes, it takes a people unified to build the kingdom of God. And so we need to be unified. And, and God's been doing some amazing things this week. God has been working in me. Amen. He's been working in my life. And uh, he's been talking to me about some things that I need to get in order. And uh, he's going to talk to us tonight as a people uh, about some things we need to get in order. Um, have we had a chance? Have we taken up off already? That we can just go right into it? It's okay? We can just go right into it? Amen. Amen. Are we looking for something? Okay. Amen. Amen. Um, we're in, you're in Isaiah chapter 58. Amen. I just want to talk to you very briefly tonight to kind of set the tone for what God want to do. Um, we had uh, said that this year's theme is that um, Jesus is the way. And uh, he's the way, he's the truth, he's the life, he's the answer to all problems. How many of you really believe that he is the answer to all problems? Not just to some problems. We believe that he is the answer to all problems. The Bible says that in him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So everything that we need is in Jesus. Amen? And uh, so we begin this week talking about, in John chapter 14, I started with uh, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. And we talked about how the Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. So, so we talked about that. Then my wife came along last night, and uh, she talked about the light. I'm sorry, the night before last. She talked about Jesus being the light of the world and how that light need to radiate through us. And how that it's important to let that light shine. My wife, for those of you who missed it, she even sang. Hallelujah. And I didn't know she could sing. She sang a little bit. I was surprised. I didn't know she had that in her, but it shocked me. I teased her all night about that. I, I couldn't believe it. And she kept on saying it, too. But I, 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 I think she kept practicing. So, but so we talked about that. And then uh, uh, last night, uh, Sister Herbert, she came along, and she reminded us to get our minds off of ourselves and really begin to have a heart for the loss and uh and 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 really is what really just kind of consummated what we really think that this whole thing is all about is that we got to have a passion for lost people and people who don't know jesus and so tonight we're going to kind of go in that same vein but we're going to put a little twist to it tonight because how many know that that there are things though we desire to be the light of the world but there are things that can darken that light. Um, you can't be the light of the world um, unless you address some things that God wants you to address personally. All of us. Um, there comes a point in time in our life that when you've been walking with God, it's one thing to say, Lord, Lord, change me. It's one thing to say, Lord, forgive me. But how do you know that at some point we got to repent? We got to turn. Everybody say, turn change we got to do that and so we're going to talk tonight in Isaiah chapter 58 it's just an incredible passage because as I was meditating on this today the people of God had decided they were going to fast and seek God much like what we're doing 
Uh, we're, we're having some issues. We're having some concerns. We're having, uh, we're believing God. We want to see people's lives change. And so, so we call a fast. So here the people called for a fast. Now, mind you, up to this point, they had already been fasting. They had been seeking God, believing God, trusting God. But then there was an issue. They had some questions because what they were seeing was that what they were believing God for, that nothing was happening. They couldn't understand it. They said, well, wait a minute. We, we fasted. Uh, we prayed. God, we sought you. How many you know what I'm talking about? You fasted. You prayed. You did everything you know to do. <laughs> and you did all that. And, and, and still, and still, and they said, oh, Lord, wait a minute, wait a minute. Something ain't right because I thought I heard the preacher said, in fact, I read in the word of God where it says that, that, that when you pray, Jesus didn't suggest if you pray. He says when you pray. And uh, so there's an expectation of the people of God that we ought, to, we ought to have a regular discipline whereby we're fasting and praying. But they did all that and still nothing changed. They couldn't figure out why. Why am I fasting? I mean, I don't, here's what I don't want this week. The many of us have been fasting, we've been praying, we've been seeking God, but then nothing changed. Because nobody is really addressing the heart of the issue. Because we got to understand, I really believe that, I don't believe that we talk to a God that don't hear our prayers. I don't believe we talk to a God that we got to beg and scratch and say, Lord, please, please. You know, he, he, I, I read at the beginning in Matthew chapter 7, he gives good gifts to his children, right? God don't give us nothing back. We understand that. So, so then, so, so then, in, so what is the issue? How, how is it that we can fast, pray, and, and sometimes it just seems like there's no breakthrough? Have we really taken the time to examine some things? Because we got to get a proper understanding of what it really means to seek God. You know, many people, how many times you hear people say, I want to seek God? What does that mean? Depending on who you talk to, it means something different. Everybody got their own way of seeking God. Well, he makes it very clear in Isaiah chapter 58 what it really means to seek God. Let's read with me. We'll just kind of go through this together and then we'll we're only going to take a few minutes here to do this. He says in verse number 58 in Isaiah chapter 58, verse number one, he says, shout with the voice of a trumpet blast. Shout aloud. Don't be timid. Now I'm reading from the Living Translation. Tell my people Israel of her their sins. How many know that, you know, we got to open our mouths about unrighteousness in the earth and we got to deal with unrighteousness in the church. Come on. They come to the temple every day. Watch this. And seem delighted to learn all about me. They act like a righteous nation. How many know this nation ain't really righteous? <laughs> they act like a righteous nation that they would never abandon the laws of its God. They asked me to take action on their behalf, pretending that they want to be near me. How many know that God knows our hearts? And he knows who are the pretenders and he knows who are real. If you're a pretender, you're about to be on blast tonight by the Holy Ghost. Somebody say, ouch. He said, now we have fasted before you. Now listen to this. This is incredible. He says, we have fasted before you and they say, why aren't you impressed? Come on, God. Why aren't you impressed? I mean, I, I've been fasting, God. I've been reading my word. And I've been doing all, God, why aren't you impressed? Why aren't you moving? 
We have been very hard on ourselves and you don't even notice it. Because see, in their minds, they're thinking, well, if I miss a couple meals, so some of us missing that steak, that's hard on us, isn't it? Missing that evening dinner, that's like, oh gosh, that's really hard on me, pastor. That's really, you don't understand. And we relegate that to a legitimate fast. We, here's what we think of a legitimate fast is I miss a couple meals, I come to prayer, sir, and say, okay, God, now what you gonna do? I mean, no, there, there, there's something deeper than that. I tell people all the time, it ain't just about you missing meals. If you, if you, that's what you think this is all about, you, you missed the whole point. There are a lot of people fast. You know, you, you see people on uh, what is it, the Biggest Loser, the Loser Biggest, or whatever that is. You know, they fasting, they trying to, you know, that that don't mean nothing. You're talking, we're gonna talk about the kind of fast that pleases God. Watch this. Now, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Watch this. He says, now, I will tell you why. I respond. It's because you are fasting to please yourselves. How many know when you're seeking God, it ain't about pleasing yourself. One of the things I've learned in my years of walking with God is that the more you walk with him, the more he begins to show you stuff about yourself that you got to change. But that's a good thing. He said, even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? He said, in other words, why do you keep fasting, but you can't even get along with each other? You're fasting, you're praying, but, but, but you're quarreling. You're, you're fighting. You're in opposition with one another. And you're not even trying to make it right. He said, this kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. You humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance. How me know that when you come in to seek God, it's more than just, you just can't say, well, because I come to church every Sunday, I'm seeking God. Or I come to Bible study on Wednesday night. You know you can come to Bible study on Wednesday night and still not be seeking God. You know you can come to church on Sunday and still not be seeking God. You know you can read your Bible and still not be seeking God. How do you know there are a lot of heathens that read the word that ain't trying to seek God? A lot of people who read, they look at that book and they got a, they, they, they're looking at it for a whole different reason what you're looking at it for. So, so that's why we want you to think, what does it mean? I mean, we can go through the motions of penance, can look holy, we can look sanctified, we can go through all the motions and let everybody think we all got it right. But he says, watch this, you're bowing your heads like reeds bending in the wind, you dress in burlap and cover yourselves with ashes. Is this what you call Fasting. Do you really think this will please the Lord? <laughs> no, this is the kind of fasting I want. Now, now here's the key. Because now why are we saying this tonight? Because because it is important to know that what was that? That rain, wind, something. That's the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Tongues of fire. Yeah. You gotta believe God for anything. Hallelujah. Mighty rushing wind. Good God Almighty. But uh, so y'all just got me all off of my game here. Um, he says, this is what you call fasting. So, so we got to recognize and realize that, that there are some things in our life that if we don't get it right, then God can't use us. 
that if we go through the motion and we don't really understand what it merely means to seek God, you can go through the motions and be frustrated, not thinking and not figuring out why isn't it God has not moved in my life yet. He says, now look at verse six. No, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly in prison. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them and do not hide your and do not hide from your relatives. Somebody say, ouch, who need help. Don't hide from them. Now, what is he addressing here? He's not even talking so much about the facts. He's talking about how we're treating people. Mm, Did you get that? See, see. Some of us, if, if, if we're honest, we want to pray and talk to God, but we don't want to deal with people. We don't, we, no, we don't want to deal. I, I will pray to God. I want to go on a mountaintop. I want to be in the presence of God. But I don't want to get down in the valley. You know, like Moses, he was up there for 40 days and 40 nights, and the Lord said, you better go down there because your people done lost it. He said, they didn't went crazy. You know, when God was mad at his people, he said, Mo, he told Moses, that your, your people, Go back and read your Bible. Your people done lost it. <laughs> I always, I said, Lord, that, Lord, that's something. When the Lord got mad at them. Said, said the people, the people have lost it. They don't, they, they, they don't get it. But Moses was up, Moses was up there. He was having a blast. Living a high life. Being in God's presence. Loving God. And just, oh gosh. And 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 God was saying, Moses. I'm doing all this so you can go back in the valley and get right with the people, the things that you've been doing wrong. And other he's saying, let go. Stop oppressing people. Start hurting people. Feed the hungry. What is he saying? He's saying, get your mind off yourself and start getting right the relationship. You know, your horizontal relationships determine your vertical relationship with God. There's, listen, you can't disconnect the two. Because if you love God, then I got to love him. I can't say I love God and don't love him. But let's be honest. We all like to try to, well, you know, I don't really have to deal with him. I don't have to deal with her. You know, God knows all things. He sees all things. He knows our hearts. He knows where we are. And he sees that we got some issues. So watch this. I'm trying to get my iPad to stay still. It keeps moving on me. He says, oh, watch this, verse number um, seven. Share your food with the hungry. Give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them. And do not hide from your relatives who need help. Then, then your salvation will come like the dawn. And your wounds will heal. No, and your wounds will quickly heal. And your godliness will lead you forward. And the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then when you call, the Lord will what? Answer. How many of you want God to answer? But look, at, look what he's saying the prerequisite is. He's saying if, if you want me to answer, then, then you got to get right the stuff that you've been doing wrong. He says we got to get rid of the pointing of the finger he talks about there. In verse number nine, he talks about the pointing of the finger, the blaming and spreading vicious rumors. Remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your fingers and spreading rumors. You know, how many know God sees 
And God knows when we ain't talking right. God knows what we talk about when we're behind closed doors. We smile in each other's face. We go behind closed doors and we slander one another. How many know God sees that? And how many know it is a hindrance to prayer? Because real unity comes when we're honest and open with one another when we say, look, 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 here's where we got to work this out. We got to deal with this. You know, we're going to be pointing. We're going to be spreading on vicious women. We're going to be trying to be malicious. We're going to try to hurt. We're going to fix it. Because I can't have my prayer life, here's the key, hindered because I ain't right with you. I can't have my prayer life hindered because, because I'm, going, I'm, I'm going to pray. I'm seeking the Lord. I'm fasting this week, but we're still at work causing division, being angry, not forgiving. All those things. We, we're still doing the exact same things, but then we're saying, I'm fasting this week. God said, no, no, you, you, you don't get it. He said, feed, verse 10, he said, feed the hungry and help those who are in trouble. Then your light will shine from the darkness and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. The Lord will guide you continually. Oh, gosh. Giving you water when you are dry. You ever, as a Christian, have you ever just felt like you were dry? <laughs> you know, you've been walking with the Lord for a long, some of y'all have been walking with the Lord for a long, but you keep walking with him. You're going to have times you just feel like you're just dry and you, that's the time you just need to connect. You need to get with God and say, Lord, please water me. Please water me, God. He said, you will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Spring that's always just get, not just taken in, but spring gives out. Some of you will rebuild the, the deserted ruins of your city. Then you will be known as a rebuilder of walls, a restorer of homes. Or in the King James Version, say the repairer of the breach. Turn with me to Hebrews, if you will. We want to restore. We, we've been praying this week that God, that Jesus will be exalted, and we want to restore. We want to restore our city. We want Jesus to be exalted in our church, in our homes, in our lives. This is what we're asking him to do. And he's saying that if we get rid of all this, the things that hold us back, and we fast the right way, then he said he would answer us very, very quickly and he will move on our behalf. Watch this. He says now, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded, I'm in uh, Hebrews 12 verses um, one through two. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. You know that there are some things that is not necessarily sinful. They're just like their weights things that just kind of get in the way of what God wants to do. It's been good. I got to admit to you, it's been good. We ain't had the TV. The kids are about to go crazy. We ain't had no TV, no nothing. And they just been sitting there like, what do I do? Pray. Read your Bible. Talk. They're back there grinning because they know they ain't had nothing. I said, everybody, the whole house is on lockdown. Hallelujah. That's right. That's the way it works. In our house, the Baylor household, we they follow me. If you can't follow me, hallelujah. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded, I mean, you gotta be the priest of your house. You know, you gotta you gotta lead. 
take authority in Jesus' name. My house, gonna, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I died doing that, saying that. I ain't, I'm, just, I'm just saying. They ain't, it, you don't have no option in here. Now, I can't mess with your heart, but uh, we're going to deal with what you do. And in my house, this is the way we're going to do it. That's what Joshua said. I learned that from Joshua. <laughs> there we also shall, um, therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin. Everybody say sin. There it is right there. Watch this. Which so easily ensnares us or trips us or entangle us. And let us, look at this, run with endurance the race that is set before us. You know, I, I was talking to the Lord about this past, and here the Lord shared, shared with me. You know, we all know about, um, we all know about the grace of God, the mercy of God. And I, and you know, and, and when we blow it, one of the, the luxuries we have as Christians is that we can go and we can confess to God. Everybody knows about his grace. We hear about it all the time. And I'm a recipient of his grace. You're a recipient of his grace. And Lord, no, we all need it every day. But I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, why is it so important? If you saved us by your grace, you foreknew us, you knew we were messed up. And before you even saved us, you knew what we had going on with us. You, you weren't surprised. God, why, why is it so important that we, do, that we try to do all these things right? And you know the Holy Spirit spoke to me? He says, here's what he said to me in my spirit. He says, it is about usefulness being used see, there's a difference between see, in other words here's what God was sharing with me yes there's a lot of folks that are very comfortable with just knowing they're going to heaven the you know that 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 their biggest goal in life is to just just tell me I'm saved pastor you know and I get I'm good with that but their passion, but if you really want God's power, God's anointing, and to be used by God, you got to change your ways. Now, you can be saved and go into heaven and be a mediocre Christian. You just, you're just getting the crumbs. You, I mean, you're saved, you're going in, but, but you ain't making no impact. I ain't doing all this for nothing. I want to make an impact. I, look, when I leave, I, I want somebody to say, gosh, I miss Pastor Bailey. Boy, he really made a difference. He made a difference in my life. I mean, that, that, it, God, thank God. God told me, God says, it's about those who want to be useful. And you know the first person he brought to my mind? He brought Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul said in Philippians, I believe, chapter 3, Paul says, Paul put it this way. He says, I want to know him. He's already saved. He's already been delivered. He know he's going to heaven. He's all good. Got that straight. But Paul said, I ain't satisfied with that. Paul says, Paul says, I want to know him. The power of his resurrection and to fellowship with his suffering. I want to be conformed. To his death. You know, Paul was saying, I am not satisfied with just the mediocre Christian life. Too many of God's people 
God's people saved, going to heaven, but they're just too satisfied with just the mundane. But where are the believers that say, I want to go deeper than that? I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to just listen. I don't want, I want his power. I want to know when I walk into places, I want there to be an authority and a presence, not for me, but for so that I can be used by him. I want to be used. I can't do this by myself. I need his power. And so I'm like, Paul, I want to know him. So that means if I want to know him, that means the closer you get to him, some stuff got to fall off. We got to move from, yeah, Lord, I'm sorry. I sinned. I blew on it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good you confess it. But now we got to get from that to, okay, I'm going to stop it. Because why? Not so much for salvation's sake, but so that God can work through you. You remember what our whole prayer has been all week? That Jesus will be exalted, right? Okay, so if he's going to be exalted in our lives, then that means that we got to allow that to happen. What is your passion? What sin? is? Here's the thing. What is it in your life that God is speaking to you about? This is between you and God, but we want you to pray about it tonight because I believe there's a breakthrough in the house. I really believe that. That we need to pray and say, okay, God, here, here's here. What is it? If, if there's a secret sin that you've been, you, and everybody in here, everybody in here got some junk in the trunk somewhere. Some folks' trunk a little bit more filled than others. <laughs> but what is it that's holding you back? What would you now? Listen, don't don't just don't 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 quickly say. Well, don't look at nobody else. Don't think. Oh, that's just just the Lord. What is it in my life that is stopping me from getting getting to a point where you can just manifest completely and totally through me? What is it? Is there some sin? Is there some activity? Is there some attitude? Whatever it might be, deal with it. Say, just confess tonight, Lord. This is what I got. Because I want this to be gone because I want to be used. I want to make a difference. I'm, listen, I told my, uh, uh, tell my wife all the time we talk. I said, I want to leave it. You know, I had a brother over here. You know my legacy. You know, we talked about that the other night. My legacy was, and my family, they, I don't even want to get into it. All right? But I remember telling my wife years ago, we still just reaffirming today, the buck stopped here that we're going to leave a different legacy, that we're going to change this thing. That means that don't, don't be telling me about generational sins passed down. No, it's going to start right here because there's power in the blood. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? There is power in the blood. And if there's power in the blood, then I don't have to stay there where I am. And I, I ain't going to use as an excuse I had generational stuff because I had that, but I'm going to stop it. Because why? I serve a God who can do all things. I serve a God who is all powerful. I serve a God who is not limited. So you tell me, oh, I serve a God that raised people from the dead, that created heavens and earth, and that could do anything he wanted. He can't stop my generational sin. Oh, yes, he can. So let's be, let's be honest tonight as we go into prayer tonight. If you're free to move about, but for the next 35 minutes or so, let's just really 
engage and talk to God about where you are and let the Holy Spirit speak to you. And if there's something you want to confess, confess it to God. If you want prayer for it, you want us to come in agreement with you together, let's, let's do it together. But, but here's what we don't want. We don't want this week to be a wash because we still ain't addressing the stuff God want us to address. And we're missing it. Because there are souls that are at stake. Lives that are at stake.